Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keep Shabazz, the program, a state house happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? But do a lot of lawyering this week. Yeah, well, you got to pay those bills somehow. Yeah, someone's got to afford that Columbia Club membership. So. Oh, I know. What a, what a, just a terrible existence you have. It's a crime against humanity. I deserve a reparations check. Uh, well, but, actually, no, I'll take that back. Direct deposit, because I worked hard enough. I don't oh, feel like walking to the bank. Sure. <laughs> Oh. Yes, folks, it's going to be one of those shows today. Okay, so uh, we are inside of two weeks away from the election. Early voting has started. You have already early voted, so the politicians don't have to be nice to you anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, although, let me, I should probably phrase it. There there's several politicians that I think wish they'd been nicer to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. All, all right, so let's kind of get a, get a, try to get a lay of the land on where we're at as we head inside of two weeks to go on Election Day. You've been kind of following the early voting numbers so far, at least in certain parts of the state, is there any, wh where are we at? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's not on the level of, say, a 2020, it's, but is is it close to 2018? Is it ahead? Where are we at? It is, I'm, I'm, actually, it's funny because I'm checking today. The last time I checked, the numbers were greater than 2014, but just under 2018. But then again, there weren't as many early voting, early voting centers open yet across the state. For example, if you want to early vote in Marion County, you got to do it downtown or by mail. Now the vote centers are, are open, and we'll be open this weekend. I'm gonna do some more checking to see uh, what our voting what our, what our early voting looks like. I do know voter registration is up. Yeah, well, so that's interesting because so a good example would be in Brownsburg where I live. Early voting just opened in the town yesterday, even though for whatever it's been a week or two now, yeah. it's been at the you know the county government center. So. You know, early voting is sometimes a little misleading because I'm not going to drive all the way to Danville to vote, even though I still may early vote. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing too is uh, that's the thing about got to remind people about early voting, particularly here in Indiana, just because you can your your early voting options get greater as you get closer to right. election day. And with vote centers, vote centers always found to be really really fascinating because with a vote center, you can literally go anywhere yeah. in the county and vote. Yeah. And you don't have to go to a precinct, uh, and you got 30 days to do it. That's why when we talk about uh, you know, voter participation, making it easier to vote, I believe it's more about the candidates than it is about the process. Sure. Because the process is relatively easy to do. Yeah. Well, that's a great point. And it is interesting because, of course, Diego Morales, the Republican Secretary of State candidate, made, when he was running at convention, limiting early voting the two weeks before election day, and then he, of course, like immediately flip flopped after he got the nomination, and then was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I just talked to some people, and they were like, no, no big deal." And that obviously should be a gigantic red flag to everyone. But I've always thought this was interesting because I don't have a problem with the early voting as long as you're making someone show an ID in order to vote and prove who they are. What difference does it make if you do it two weeks before 
or one week before or election day or even 26 days before. Who cares? And and, and that I can see your point. For me, that the issue is because in person voting in the end, you got to show ID. That's whether you whether you vote at your polling place, your precinct place, your votes in or the city county building. Uh, for me, the issue has always been what do you do about those absentee ballots and how do you what type of identification measure uh, do you use? I, I look at it like this. This is going to sound really weird. I trust most Hoosiers not to cheat when it comes. I, I do. Seriously. Have you met some of the people we hang out with? Uh, well, I said most. I didn't say all. I said most uh, because my wife votes absentee because she is always working on Election Day and just can't because of her massage therapy schedule, can't get to a polling place or come all the way downtown to vote and then go about go out to uh, Plainfield to go work. So from, from that perspective, I can see it. Um, my issue has always been. If you want to increase voter participation, you got to get better candidates in better districts. Yeah, I've never been one who's been hung up on we got to get more people to vote. Like they asked that question in the Secretary of State debate. I don't think you do have to get more people to vote. If the candidates worth voting for, like Obama and Trump, weirdly, even though they're polar opposites politically, were great examples of this in Indiana in separate elections. They couldn't be more different. People were super excited about Obama. People were super excited about Trump. People will go vote if there's a candidate worth voting for. It's more the candidates than the process. If there's a candidate worth voting for, if there are two candidates worth voting for, and if there are issues worth voting for, because you always notice, uh, I know because I know you love this topic, referendums. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. There, there, I want to say there are like nine referendums on the ballot here in Indiana. I, I believe you me, those school districts, those, their voting participation will be up because there's an issue on the ballot that people care about, which is you know referendum, whether you afford or against it. This that okay so this is an interesting let's go here first uh, we were going to talk about elections today I think these school board races are going to be very interesting this time because I went to the Hamilton County Lincoln uh, not Lincoln Day Hamilton County fall dinner GOP fall dinner with our friend Micah Beckwith earlier this week and throughout the course of the event almost every person who spoke was talking about the school board races whether they were from Noblesville or Fishers or Westfield and it seems like in Hamilton County, there is a concerted, organized effort to identify who the Republicans are, who the conservatives are, and try to get those people on the ballot. Now, is that happening all across the state? I don't know. Probably certainly not to the level well, it is in Hamilton County. But this seems like the first time there's been like an organized effort on this. It's funny you bring that up because one of the things I do a couple weeks before Election Day on ndpolitics.org, my website, is I give, uh, if you're a candidate for public office, I give you five, 600 words to to make your case. It's basically free advertising sure. is, is what it is. Uh, normally it's for state rep and above, but this year I just opened up the floodgates yeah. because, you know, because of all the things going on. So if you're running for, you know, county commissioner seat, uh, but ironically enough, I've got a lot of articles about people running for school boards. Yeah. Got one for Carmel, one for Hamilton Southeastern, uh, one from Lebanon, which I posted last week, which normally a blog post like that would maybe get like, maybe like a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that guy like 400. Yeah. People are paying attention. There's yeah. no doubt the COVID stuff. And you know, this as an educator. And obviously, you teach at the college level, so it's a little different. But people started paying attention, and I think there were a lot of things their kids were being taught or told that they weren't aware of. But because now everybody was home, they started realizing kind of what was going on. Yeah, it's like, wow, oh my god, do your job as a parent, pay attention. You should, you should. First of all, you should have been doing it anyway. Well, you're right, you're right, you're hundred, you're hundred percent correct. But you know, better late than never. You know, whatever. Um, so I, I really do think, unlike in previous years. And in a weird way, I think this probably, and I don't know who it's going to help the most, maybe Jeff Moore, I think probably, and we'll get to that in a second, 
But people are going to have to work through the ballot, and they're being instructed. Like at the GOP, that Hamilton County Lincoln Day or Hamilton County Fall Dinner, they were telling people, don't straight take a vote, work through your ballot, get to the end to vote for the school board races because they're, air quote, nonpartisan. And I think that will weirdly give an opportunity for some more third-party votes based on the fact that people won't just go in there and press red and go home. Exactly. And see, the other funny thing, too, is, first of all, I'm a firm. I do not believe in straight ticket voting. Yeah, that's lazy. Uh, that, that, it, it, it only it only helps the lazy voter. I believe we should get rid of it. And at the very least, as a voter, you have an obligation to go through every every yeah. race uh, on the ballot. My wife and I, we've been voting between the two of us like thirty something odd years. We've never straight ticket. No, voted. it's it. Well, and it, you know, most of my ballot I leave blank. If, if somebody is unopposed and has not earned my vote, why would you vote for somebody who hasn't earned or asked for your vote? I won't. I won't leave my ballot blank. Uh, because I, because I, 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 I'm like the clean plate club. <laughs> you gotta, ah! gotta eat all the food on your plate. <laughs> Was forced to do it as a child, so I, so I can't leave a spot unmarked. However, if it's a if it's a race I'm not sure about, I will do my I do I will do my homework first, which is what I recommend people do. Is if you're not sure, you can you can you can, you can go online and, and get and print off a copy of your sample ballot to see who's on there. If there's somebody that you don't know about, you can go online and go look them up. So we so once again we make it easier. For people to get information, we make it easier for people to vote. So, once again, it's issues and candidates that matter, not necessarily process. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kibshabaz, the program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Okay, so let's talk about some of the big races. We're, as we said, two weeks inside of Election Day. The one that seems to still be getting the most amount of attention is the Secretary of State's race. I think at this point it's safe to say, and I am including both Richard Murdoch and Charlie White in this statement, Diego Morales, at least as long as I've been paying attention, which is for 20 years, is the worst statewide candidate the Republicans have ever run. Uh, one of several. Uh, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, and also, uh, some a couple, a couple of bits of breaking news on the Diego Morales story. Uh, Caitlin, uh, the women that I spoke to also just recently spoke to Caitlin Lang of the Indy Star, and she just wrote a big article. Yeah, I saw that about them, which once again puts it back up in the news in the forefront a week, a couple weeks before Election Day. Uh, but also, uh, Pete Buttigieg's former PAC uh, has uh, endorsed uh, Destiny Wells. Now, the subjects in our office, we think, well, who cares about Pete Buttigieg? Well, you're right from that perspective. But what Pete Buttigieg's PAC does have is access to donors and money. Why did they wait so long? Wouldn't this have been far more helpful, like, say, September 15th? I think they were just waiting for all the candidates to go through because they, they endorsed lots of candidates from lots of secretaries of state across the country, lots of attorneys general. They decided to do it a couple weeks before uh, Election Day. Uh, okay, and you would know this better than I would. When do – because you and I are not – People will go, well, duh, we're, I was going to say we're not normal. Uh, <laughs> but we're not normal voters in the sense of how we pay attention, how we live it, our political philosophies, whatever. When does the average person make up their mind? I would say the average person is making up their mind. They start making up their mind about a month before Election Day. Because I believe when early when early voting starts, I would argue that's when probably when the average person starts to give it some thought. I'd say a couple weeks, a couple weeks from now, a couple weeks uh, as of Tuesday, 
I think the average person is still paid, is, is, is paying a lot more closer attention. And this is why the, the first stories that they see about you will be the first stories that matter, which is why, once again, if it's nothing but bad press in the Diego Morales universe, if you're an undecided voter, that's going to impact you. I want to ask you a question about voting, because, again, you've covered Indiana politics and government for almost 20 years now. When you go to vote and the vote is for someone, you're more apt to get a lot more votes in total than rather than I just don't want the other guy or girl to win, right? I, I, see, I see what you're saying. Basically, if, if you're going in with sort of a positive affirmation, right. that's probably going to impact how you look at the entire right. the entire ballot as opposed to, I hate this SOB, right. I'm voting against him, and then I'm, I'm just going to vote just vote for his opponent, then I'm done. Right. Yeah, that... that uh, my good friend, Dr. Laura Wilson at the University of Annapolis, has done some research on this. It's actually been good to get her back on the air when we talk about the psychology yes. of voting. You know, is it, who, who's, who's, if you're a candidate, who should, who should be more worried about, the angry voter or the happy voter? Right. I think it depends on, did you make the voter mad? Did you make the voter happy? I asked this question because with Diego, and it is true to Todd Young, but it's true, to a, it's, it's true for something different. The, the, that was a great statement. It's true for Todd Young, but it's true for something different. We'll get to that in a second. The... I have yet to really hear one person go, I think he would be really great at that job. The case now seems to be you just can't let Democrats control the election. And to me, it's like that that is a really crummy way to sell somebody and to sell the average person, which is we just can't let the Democrats control the elections. Here's how you here's how you run against an incumbent or or, or, or challenger. Number one, you gotta make the challenger look like they're going to the bathroom in front of the American people. But then number two you had to give me. You had to give the voter reason to vote for you as opposed to them. Right. So, so my Republicans say will we'll say, well, Destiny, well, she's a Democrat. We can't vote for her. Okay, fine. We won't. Why should I? That's only half the battle, though. Why should I vote for Diego Morales? And we we all know the list. You know, fire, fire, forty thousand dollar car, military record, sexual misconduct. I mean, of all that right there, if if ah, here's here's a perfect example. Because uh, I want to say somebody wrote this. I want to say somebody wrote this in the column. I can't remember who it was. But they had, they had the best line, that if you just had Diego's resume and Destiny's resume, and they're applying for the job, a secretary said you knew nothing about their politics, but you knew everything about their past, who would you hire? Yeah. It's, well, and then, and then obviously you throw in the, the... The Jeff Moore as well. Right. So I just, it, it's just a weird thing to me, and maybe because I was exposed to the Republicans for so long that I feel the way that I do, but it's like I hear people say that, and I, and I just think to myself, what a really depressing way to go in there and vote, and when you walk out of that booth, do you feel good about yourself Go knowing, yeah, this guy is basically a zero, but hey, I kept the Democrats from getting the elections. You're not going to feel good about that. No, and, and here's the other thing, too, is, uh, and even in that first part of the question, well, you can't let Destiny Wells win. Why? Because she's a Democrat. Well, why? Right. You, you just, just, just keep, I, I keep asking the question, why, until you give me a logical reason. Well, what? well, Democrats cheat. Okay, how do they cheat? Prove it. How? Where's because? If because, to be honest with you, a good chunk of the of the voter fraud in Indiana has been from Republican candidates in, in small rural areas uh, for the past couple of years. Well, it's interesting you say that because I had, uh, I have had many conversations with people about this, and this is why I think. I think Jeff Moore is going to do markedly better than James Siniak, who's a libertarian running for U.S. Senate, because the argument with the, the argument, we can't let the Democrat whatever, fill in the blank, there 
I guess I can see it with the U.S. Senate because you would say, well, if Young loses, it's not just Young losing, Schumer stays in charge. Like, it would be very, 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 very difficult for Republicans to keep the majority if Todd Young were to lose. So, again, what a crummy way to vote. I'm not doing that. I'm voting for James Act, the Libertarian. But I could see that, how you could ment- you know, mentally twist it. Yeah, I, I, you can see how you could mentally make the leap from. Sure. We, we had to vote for Todd Young because if, if Tom McDermott gets in, that's number one, it helps keep Chuck Schumer in. Number two, less likely Republicans will control the chamber. Right. I want divided government. So, so from that perspective, you're right. It doesn't take that many mental gymnastics right. to get from point A to point B. But the, the thing with the Secretary of State— That's uh, like being Mr. Salty the pretzel. Because you twist and chat yourself into knots trying, trying to figure that one out. But, but with the Secretary of State, and I think people have caught on to this, she, she being Destiny Wells, even if she wins, she can't just make the law. Well, I mean, Holcomb just made the law with Connie Lawson when they just changed the election day. And the Repu- but it took a Republican legislature just going along with it. She can't just make laws. And you know the Republicans are going to fight with the Democrat. So unless you guys just let her make the law, what's what what's the worst that could happen here? Well, see, but, but here's the thing. I think, I think Destiny Wells' situation is a little bit different than, say, the superintendent of public instruction. Because you had Glenda Ritz and all that back and right. forth, and you had Jen McCormick and all that, all that back and forth. Because uh, although the legislature made policy, the the state board of the the state board of education also made policy as well, and it, and it was a long, arduous process. The secretary of state's office is basically administerial, so the, the secretary of state can't really do anything without legislative approval. Yeah, because well, you keep hearing, and I hear, and I, by the way, at, at this point for me on social media, I'm just enjoying people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Abdul will know this because Abdul has, and I've been friends for years, and he has tracked much of my life from elected official to working in state government to radio host again. And there was a time where I used to get genuinely very frustrated about things. And then I realized, why? If, if you can't change it, just enjoy it. Just enjoy the process and just smile and have fun. I, I say this because I see so much of the. You're right about Todd Young. You're right about all the spending. You're right about him gaslighting people. You're right about the inflation. But I just can't run the risk of Schumer being in there. I don't see that. Uh, and, and this idea of, I guess what I'm getting to is, the libertarian can't win. He's nothing but a spoiler. I don't hear that nearly as much with the Secretary of State's race, which tells me there are a lot of people who have caught on, one, to what a bad Kennedy Diego is, and two, they've said, maybe I'll split ticket in the sense of either I'm going to leave Young's blank and not vote for anyone, or I'll begrudgingly vote for Todd Young, but I'm going to vote for Jeff Moore. Am I way off on thinking Jeff's going to do a lot better I, than people think? No, no, I think Jeff will do better. <clears throat> I think Jeff will. Uh, I think Jeff is a very good shot at getting the 10%. Uh, window of uh, the votes needed to have the Libertarians' major party status. Also, another thing to keep in mind, too, in that in that analogy is there's also a third option is that somebody may support Diego, but they just may not talk about it. Yeah, you that's know, true. Kind of, kind, of like, kind of like the Donald Trump and the pollsters. Like, I'm going to vote for Trump. I'm not going to tell the pollsters that just because I don't want to get beat up or yeah. because how do you defend Diego's record? Yeah. No, you can't. You, you, can't. you can't. So, so, so you're better off just shutting up about it and just like, okay, just let that let that do what it what it wants to do. If you are voting for, and this is the point I've tried to make to people, if you are voting for Diego, you are basically telling the Republican Party, no matter what 
terrible candidate you give us forever and ever, we are just totally beholden to you because of the letter. I mean, it's hard to make up a candidate for statewide office that could get through a, you know, a nominating process that could be worse than Diego. Yes, I, I tend to agree. And the, the thing is, to, to keep in mind also, is that uh, I'll give credit to Destiny Wells and to Jeff Moore. Neither of them are wild-eyed, you know, broken shock no. wearing, you know, nope. dope-smoking, you know, bead-wearing hippie liberals. Not, neither, neither, neither of them fit that category, no matter what people want to say. And actually, I was on a podcast earlier this week with our former colleague Eric Berman over at the State Medical yeah. Society. It was me. Uh, former state senator John Ruckel's house and Jim Shella, former uh, political reporter for Channel 8 in Indiana Week in Review. And Jim had something actually positive to say about Jeff Moore. Oh. And when Jim says something good about libertarians, yeah. that's when you know. Well, that, and that's the thing about Destiny Wells is my, I don't agree with a whole lot of her views, and we've talked about that. And But, again, as you said, an on-paper resume, she's about the best the Democrats have done in a very long time. And because the thing is, because the, the fact that Diego Morales was fired from the job the first time, then quit before he's fired the second time, like, why do you want to come back here? Yeah. If you if you were let go. I Okay, and then we'll get on to the U.S. Senate race. All that being said, I still think he's going to win, but I think it's going to be close. You agree or disagree? My money's on Destiny Wells. Really? Right now, yeah. Really? You like, think it'll be close? or you think I, I think will... it'll be close. Yeah. Like a 52-48-ish. Wow. Uh, wow. Actually, I take that back. I would say... 45, 42, Jeff Moore, 12. Wow. That That's right now. Did you? Are you just trying to make my Christmas come early? Well, I'll, well talk to me next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we'll, got we'll your Christmas list right now. Now we'll see where you get the lump of coal or, yeah. or, 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 the, or, the, or, the, or the gifts later. But my money is destiny right now, followed by Diego, followed by Jeff Moore. I think Jeff Moore hits a 10% window. Well, that, that's... And as I told somebody this the other day because they were going on about de de Democrats getting control of the elections or whatever. And I told him, I said, she can't do anything that the legislature doesn't approve. That's still going to be super majority Republican and a Republican governor. And two, it'll give you, you Republicans, somebody to fight with. And that'll be entertaining for us. You won't be, you won't be fighting with yourselves. Yeah. And so the, the person laughed and goes, that's, that's a fair point. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kim Jabaz, the program of State House Happening. They always say that when you win the argument. Okay, that's fair. I'm like, oh, no, no crap. Of course it is. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kim Jabaz, the program of State House Happenings. Your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's uh, go to the U.S. Senate race. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Even though Todd Young, I think, is a terrible candidate, I think there's all sorts of conservatives, as your poll showed, that loathe Todd Young. I am starting to see more and more people, as we talked about, that I don't necessarily see in the Secretary of State's race, but people say, well... You're right. He's terrible. I know what I'm getting into, but I can't let Schumer and the Democrats control the Senate, so I'm going to hold my nose and vote for him. I think Todd Young is probably pretty easily going to be reelected. You know more than me. What say you? Uh, I think Todd Young will be reelected, but once again, I think it'll be a closer margin oh. than what people are people are uh, used to. I think that'd be great. Uh, because I think uh, a lot of those folks who are still undecided uh, won't vote for Todd Young. They'll either vote for James Simniak or skip the race altogether. Well, and so Todd Young is very fortunate that James Simniak kind of threw up on himself at that debate. Because if James Simniak had given a very forceful 
presence. If he'd have made the case, oh come on, you just want to say Duke of Spinningburg. That's well, really all you. That's hey, right. Skip all that other. Let, let's just be honest here. Skip all that other stuff. Abdul had he straightened his tie and and fixed his hair, he'd have been like, no, 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 forget all that. He's got a nice tie and good hair. And, no, you just want to say Duke of Spinningburg. Uh, well, I and did. Had, had he said Duke of Spinningburg. You, you, you'd have been done. Well, here's the Clean thing. up on aisle four. Because then he went on Kennedy, he being James Sidiak, and he said it, and I said, you've totally redeemed yourself. It's fine. We're all we're all even. The point is, though, for the people who were undecided or hadn't seen him before, if you'd have had a great forceful case made against Todd Young, it might have cost him a lot more votes. He didn't really do that. I still think James is going to do well by libertarian standards, being I think your poll is in the area between About six and six and ten, six and eight percent. Yeah, exactly. But I, I still think you know Young's going to end up with you know fifty. You know, I could see it again being a fifty forty two eight sort of deal, and he's going to win. Yeah, I, I, I think Todd gets. I think Todd gets over fifty, but not by much. Has McDermott done anything wrong, or is he just not the guy who is capable of rising to the level, or is the level so high because? There's a lot of people who are just so afraid of the Democrats being in charge of anything going forward. I think I think McDermott's issue has just been money, just been raising money. Yeah. I, I really do. I think that has been Tom's biggest issue because Indiana's all traditionally been a red state. We haven't had a Democratic senator since Evan Bayh left in 2010 and some change, so almost 12 years now of, of Republican senators. And so it's, it's not a swing state. So uh, McDermott's issue, because he, he, he said this in the, in the debate on uh, CBS4, that he went off to the National Democrats for not donating money, not giving money, yeah. that sort of thing. I don't, I don't know what that has to do really in the, in the debate. I, I'd have probably just left that alone. Say, you know what, we got limited resources, but all the polling shows we're competitive. So, yeah. you know, TomMcDermott.com, blah, 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 blah. Right. I think we should have, and I said this for a while now, you know, in baseball, they got the designated hitter. We should have designated debaters. Like, you should be able to be like, because you know, in the in baseball, the pitcher's not a very good hitter. We acknowledge that. The guy can't hit. Let's get somebody in there who can. You should be able to say, I'm not a good debater. I can't do this. Let's get somebody in there who can. <laughs> I would think of it like if it had been, uh, let's say, uh, Kendall, Shabazz, and Pete Buttigieg. What a debate. Now we got something going on here. So which would I be, though? That's the question. Well, I'd give you the Republican because, I, I mean, you'll, let's face it, you'll defend just about anything. <laughs> No, no, I'll, I'll defend what's defensible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we, so we're in agreement that Young's going to win, even though there'll be a lot of unenthusiastic votes for him. But hey, you still get to keep being a senator, whether every vote was the most passionate ever or the least passionate ever. Doesn't matter. Todd, is, what Todd is, because uh, I was having this discussion uh, when we we're doing the podcast, is your is basically your your, your archetype generic establishment Republican. Sure, that's what Todd is. Period. Yep. Unfortunately, we're in a universe where. Establishment Republicans and establishment Democrats are becoming smaller and smaller. Again, are becoming smaller and smaller number as the more MAGA Republicans take over and the more AOC Democrats take over. We got about three minutes left here. You uh, came across something involving the seventh congressional district U.S. House race between Andre Carson and Angela Grabowski. What's going on? Uh, it, the the, work, the race is starting to heat up a little bit. Although I still think Andre is going to win. Uh, Grabowski went to Andre's office uh, on Fall Creek. Uh, with a camera because they'd heard stories that his office was closed due to COVID. Mm-hmm. They'd been closed for a couple of years, so they went, uh, asked the, the guy at the front desk, and so the video's up up online in her commercial. Uh, so they said, hey, Andre's not at work. You got to go to work, blah, 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 blah. I got a hold of Andre's office said, we are open. We just have hybrid offices because of COVID. And so we're just, you know, some days we're open, some days we're closed. And then the, the, the cars people said, it. by the way, Andrew Gravosky doesn't live in the district. So we did some checking. She doesn't. She lives in Carmel. That's where she's registered to vote. And so, that's, and she voted in the May primary up in Hamilton County. Like, hey, did you vote for yourself? So, 
it's it's weird and bizarre. Now the good news is Andrew Gabowski is actually coming in a little bit later this morning as we tape uh-huh. on Thursdays. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna ask her about about that. Like okay, because you, while technically you do not have to live. Yeah, you're not implying anything wrong is going on here. You can run for Congress and not live in that district. Exactly. I, th- I, do, I do think from a public perception, though. Sure. The public, yeah. the public perception is going to be, well, if you don't live in the district, why are you voting? Why, why, why are you running? Or why should I vote for you if you don't even live here? Yeah. But now she would, as is my understanding, would have to move into that district. I believe time, so. By the time she represents yeah. it. But it is, a, it is a fair point. Now, I will say with her, she's got radio ads running. She's got TV ads running. That's unusual. I don't know. I don't, she had, is doing self-funding a lot self-funding, of Self-funding. For the most part, self-funding. Hey, at least there's some, you got somebody in there that's trying, right? I mean, at least it's competitive. And you and I, I think, can agree on this. Whether you like a Democrat, like a Republican, you should want a viable libertarian. You should want a viable challenger to that person because viable challengers hold the people in office accountable. And it makes them better candidates. Yeah. Also, too, the fact they're spending money here makes makes my day, too. Got, well, sure, right. As long <laughs> as they spend it with you. Uh, got about uh, 30 seconds left. Any change in the Marion County prosecutor's race? Any movement there? Anything we need to be aware of uh, uh, over the next week? Cindy Carrasco did a really nice job with her fundraising. They've been picking up their fundraising lately. Uh, I think the fight's going to be in Center Township uh, because that's where... That's where uh, Ryan Maris is the strongest, but it's also where the crime issue is the biggest. He is, well, you're something. <laughs> something else. And we're glad to call him a friend, the one and only Abdul Keep Shabazz. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love freedomfoodsindiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. Freedomfoodsindiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kim Shabazz, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, and be sure to bookmark his very fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. While you're there, get yourself a cheat sheet subscription. And most Saturdays, you can hear him one until three, Abdul at large on 93.1 WIBC. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.